Yo, Runaways just wrapped up. And no, I'm not talking about the Joan Jett biopic starring Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning, even though that was an excellent film. What I'm talking about is the Hulu-Marvel collaboration that just aired its finale last Tuesday. And if you want to find out what we think about it, don't run away. Because right after that, we're going to discuss the Black Panther trailer, get spooky with Winchester, and cast our own X-Men movie. My name is Cooley, and you're listening to the Redbeard Podcast. podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes all right and we're back people what's up yo we got tony in the house we got ren in the house what and is you got gucci your boy cooley in the house in the house you're in the house man I'm what's in up? the damn house that's right yo what's good people yo it's been a while since uh we sat at the table with ren uh hi jim's not here tonight so jim is not here no so uh, shout out to Jim Rock. Uh, sorry you couldn't be here tonight, buddy, but uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you next week. Yeah, we will. See you next week, dude. But, uh, but yeah, we saw the runaways, man. Did that run away with our hearts or did it? <laughs> did that run away with our <laughs> hearts? <So dumb>. <laughs> <laughs> did, it took my heart and ran, man. I, I, I love that show, man. It, from, I mean, there, there's, there were some things that I didn't really care for in the finale just because it was like it felt like they were rushing to to wrap it up yeah um and they left a lot of things on the table or that could have just been that they were uh you know leaving us hanging and leaving us with a little cliffhanger so or a lot of cliffhangers i mean i think runaways for for me um was something that i never set out to intentionally watch and then one day i had some extra time and i'm like hey let's see let me watch the first episode and then i ended up watching the first two because they were both out and then from there, I was hooked. You know, it it was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. There was a lot of really, uh, really great character development, um, which isn't surprising for like a Marvel product. You know, like I I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be kind of cheesy, um, but all the characters you got to know them. You got to actually, um, you know, you were invested in the characters and you cared for them. Um, so that was a big thing for me. I thought it was just going to be, they were going to be like throwaway characters and I wasn't going to care about any of them, but I did. And the finale, I, I will agree with you. That's exactly what I felt is that they were trying to wrap everything up for the first season too quickly, where I feel like I really wanted some other things to be explained about Jonah mm-hmm. that just weren't, it was, oh, he was yeah. like this guy that came in and took over, but like there were so many questions I had about him and they were just unanswered. Like for me, the biggest problem was, uh, I think it was the last or second to last episode where they're all like trying to get um, her out of that church or whatever they were holding her. Mm -hmm. And he has like the x-ray glasses on and he just just sees Jonah and he's like this ball of light. 
And he's like, he never like, he never even said what he saw. They were like, what'd you see? He's like, I don't know. It's like, well, no, like say what you saw, man. Like, and maybe they can weigh in on what it might be. (laughs) Like, no, they just, (laughs) and then there's this whole like underground thing where the scientists are like, it's alive. It's like, can you show us what you saw on the computers? Like they never, I was expecting them to pan to the screens and they never did. They never did. No. Yeah. So they're just trying to like, they're trying to throw out a lot of things to keep you guessing, to mm-hmm. get us invested in the second season. And I feel like that, I kind of a little bit of a problem with that, but that that's just me. But overall, I thought it was, it was well done for a first season. But I feel like, all right, so this is a little aside. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have a problem with that, like with a lot of shows, like when shows, when shows give you that cliffhanger to intentionally hook you for mm-hmm. the next season, it feels like, I feel like you don't like that. Because like I you, feel it's a cop out. But I why? Feel, because a cop out, uh, because if a show's really good, you shouldn't need a cliffhanger to watch the second season. But the only reason why it's a cliffhanger is because it's good. Like, if you didn't give a shit about the show, then you wouldn't want to know what happens next. Well, not necessarily, man, because there were, seas- there were shows that I used to work back in the that I used to watch like when I was a kid. I don't, I'm not going to be able to think of one right now, but you would watch shows. There wasn't always a cliffhanger, but you came back for the next season because you liked the show. I feel like every show now, you're expected to have some cliffhanger to keep you going to figure out what happened. I just feel like a well-written story should not require a cliffhanger to get you to come back. Well, here's, here's why that's, back in the that's day, that's just me. I agree. I, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you my reasons for what you just described back in the day. Mm-hmm. Shows that came out back in the day, like they didn't know if they were coming back. Right. They mm-hmm. were never, they, nobody got like, you know, Oh, I'm going to do a eight season order for you. Or we're going to do order three seasons of this show okay. and you do what you need to do. Like they got pilots. Those pilots got greenlit for a season, then seasons wrapped up. And then they decided based on Nielsen ratings and things like that, whether or not they were going to bring that show back. And no, they- I know that. No, it's not true, man. I mean, look at, look at shows in like TGIF Friday, look at like family matters. Like that's one that's just going to jump up with Steve Urkel. Like that show, yeah, I'm sure it had a pilot for its first season, right? But like at the end of the season, there wasn't a cliffhanger. You just came back for the next season because it was a good show. Oh, but that's a different kind of show. Family Matters, that's no, a comedy. How, how is it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, no, it's a, it's a sitcom, bro. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it's not telling a story. Yeah, it is. It is telling a story. It's, it's a telling a story about uh, there's there was, uh, there was a problem or a conflict in each episode. There, it, it doesn't matter if it's a comedy, if it's a drama. If it's good story writing, if it's a good premise that keeps you connected to the characters, you shouldn't need a cliffhanger to come back to the second season. Like, you just shouldn't need that. I felt like Runaways, I would have come back to see that Mm -hmm. without seeing them, like, run down the alley, like, me wondering what's going to happen. Like, I'm invested enough in the characters to want to see where their stories go. Yeah. And I don't need a I don't need a cliffhanger for me to come back and But but if you're not leaving a, if you're not uh, what I, I guess what I'm saying is that when you're telling a story like this, if you if you're not giving somebody a cliffhanger, then you're basically wrapping up your story, which means where do you go from there? Now you got to tell a whole different story because there's nothing left to tell. Like no, you, you just continue the story. Conversely, like you're going to drag that story out to a second season if you do a cliffhanger and that's right. like boring as shit. Like atypical. I watched that show. He, all he wanted was a girlfriend. He got a girlfriend and an HJ at the end, but I'm still coming back for season two. Like, yeah, but there was a cliffhanger. 
Mm, kind of, sort of. No, it's not that, like it's not like an a drastic cliffhanger. That is what you call a cliffhanger. When you see a note like that, and then you don't know what's gonna happen, you don't know what the outcome's gonna be. But you Runaways don't know what... was like a lot of shit un- unexplained. Like it was a really, really messy and abrupt ending. Like it felt like there should have been one more episode. That's what I thought. I was yeah. like, okay, I was like, I guess it's finale, but that's okay. That's the now, that's the finale. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you guys are wrong about this. I, I actually said, I, I think I might have been the first one to say that I felt like they rushed it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Right? However, I just like I, I, I just like arguing with Tony. So Yeah, we get into it. This yeah. is what this podcast is exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, what did you think of, like, you, you agreed with the whole Jonah situation. Like, mm-hmm. being somebody that's read the graphic novel, the comics about this, like where did your mind go with, with knowing what you know about him and what they said in the show? Do you feel like it was true to the story? Like, do you like what they did? I try to forget everything because I'm trying to see it as a viewer. A lot of people haven't read the comics and they never go with, Oh, exactly what the comics say. They put their own spin on it. But as a viewer, I can imagine people are confused, like, whoa, like, is he an alien? Uh, That's what I started thinking, man. Yeah. What what is he? What's his tie in with with like the religion thing? Like, right. Did like a religious cult find him as like an alien crash on Earth? Like, I I was thinking the same. I was thinking that exact thing. Yeah. It's so messy that it's hard for people to be like oh yeah i'm totally on board with it like it's still interesting and you're clued into the story but you're sitting there like wait what's going on and what the hell is he trying to get at underground yeah yeah especially like i said when they're like oh it's alive okay cool what are you talking about and they they had like the rocks and that's why molly is the way that she is but like what's going on with it is it is like a bigger being down there if it was such a big deal and the two, like, um, what was, what's Molly's last name? Um, Hernandez. Hernandez. Um, the Hernandez is like, we're given these to study. Like, that's weird. Like it's all kind of just messy. Like the last episode, last two episodes, even I was like, wow, uh, this is it. Like, well, some interesting things like Tony, like because of your question, I just want to answer that, um, from the perspective of somebody who's not really trying to separate the two. I'm, I'm really trying to see how close this is going to be or how close it is to the books. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've strayed from the books in the sense that they're giving the parents a lot more depth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like you don't get, you don't get anywhere near as much inside the parents' heads as you do in the show. Which I like though. I do. I, I it, it actually, because they, because they are expanding this, they, they, you know, it's, it's one season, two seasons, who knows if they're going to do three, four. I mean, in order to do that, you have to produce more story than what they gave us in the books because mm-hmm. the books would have given us like the eight episodes and that's it. Right. What I like about that too is that in normal situations, like for instance, when you look at um, uh, like Stranger Things or any 80s style um, story, the parents are always clueless as to what's going on. And I like that like you saw, you saw that these parents – were clueless as to like that their kids were had found out as much as they did, mm-hmm. but they were also very smart as to trying to put the pieces together. But I like that they were also clueless about all the business with Jonah. Like they were like, <laughs> yeah, that, I don't even know that, what we're in for. Yeah, and like for a whole sixteen plus years or whatever, they were like, we don't know what we're doing. We all just want out. We just want to get out once the drill happens. Like, 
I just want my kid and they've goofed up their relationship so bad with their kids. It's never going to be the same. Yeah. So it's next season's just going to be wild. And they all have yeah. their own reasons for doing things. And like, these mm-hmm. are things that you never explore in the books. No. Right. At all. right exactly. And you see it so much in depth. So you can connect with some characters and other characters you dislike so much that you continue to watch because you're just like, Oh, I hate them. I want to see where this goes. Yeah. The yeah. other major difference. Mm-hmm. The other major difference though, <laughs> um, is, uh, Molly Hernandez. Yeah. In the books, she's a mutant. Okay. Yep. Now, Runaways happened. the The show happened when happened well before Disney got Fox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have the ability to do mutants anywhere. They couldn't use mutants. Right. Um. So they had to do something different for Molly, which is another reason why I think they did this whole thing where they're expanding the the story. And and adding things to the story with the rocks and the like the the weird crap going on oh, with yeah. the aliens mm-hmm. and stuff like that and her getting her powers that way, um, but they tied it into such a big part of the story. Mm-hmm. And it was weird to me that she was like close in age to the kids. Yeah, because in the book she's she's a kid. We, like she's we a talked straight up about like, that, and yeah. you and you fought for it because you said she is younger. She just looks much older because mm-hmm. you said she's like fourteen in real life, and I was like, no way. Yeah. Yep. Like she, she, they, they did a good job representing her in the show mm-hmm. as a younger kid, but it, it almost felt like she was like mentally handicapped a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, because she she's, seemed because on the spectrum. She's so, because she's so like, she looks so old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, like the, the actress that they chose looks much older than what this, this kid is supposed to be. The kid's supposed to be like four. They wrote her like she's four. And oh, she's, okay. well, and that she's makes acting her out sense. like she's four yeah. almost. You know? It's really strange. It's not great. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm willing to, like, again, that suspension of disbelief, I'm willing to do that for the sake of the show because, I mean, she's not she's not terrible at doing what she's doing. No. But, you know, it, it, I think awkward. it was an odd choice. It's awkward. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I love the show. I think, like, to, to reiterate what I said earlier, it did, it ran away with my heart. Yeah. Yeah. For well, sure. Good, good shit. <laughs> good, right. shit. good shit good shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right word <laughs> uh, but yeah i'm on for season two you guys oh for sure word absolutely all right mm-hmm. i cannot wait i'm very excited for this whole wave of comic books into tv shows we have a uh, lock and key coming out. I can't wait for that. And uh, umbrella academy though the cast is straight butchered i'm very upset about the cast oh did they announce it yeah um, I'm surprised I haven't seen this. Ooh, it said it was announced and sources said like verified, but oh, it is a very upsetting cast. Like, do, are they people that you know? Oh yeah, like Ellen Page is, I think, rumor or no, she's uh, Vanya the the white violin. Isn't Ellen Page like forty? <laughs> she's married now, but she uh, she's not forty. I think she's like thirty. Yeah, she's like old now though. Like, she's not the little girl that she used to be. No, no, and she's a a bad choice for casting, but I think it's a big name for the whole thing. So. We'll see. Okay, I guess they're going in a different direction then. Nope, I don't know. Well, there, there's some time travel involved in that, though. Yeah. So maybe she's like older rumor? Or maybe or? they just stay away from it altogether. I don't, I don't know I if don't they know. even do the time travel. <laughs> or maybe they just stay away from it altogether. Yeah, they haven't, yeah how about that? <laughs> <laughs> how, clo- how close are we to getting, how close are we get to getting lock and key, though? Because that's the one know. that I'm the most, I'm most excited for. I don't know. It's a Netflix one, right? No, that's actually going to be Hulu? Hulu, yeah. 
that's a I have no idea. Mm. But uh just real quick, I want to throw it on the radar. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, I watched this show called uh, The End of the Effing World. Yeah, you keep talking about that. Yeah, I keep talking about it because it is worth talking about. It's not, it's not, I don't think it's going to be a series like it's going to be like, you know, a season two or anything like that because mm-hmm. the way it ends. Okay. I, if they do a season two, I'd be very surprised. But this show is art, man. It is art at its, in its purest form. It's so good. Um, the acting, um, the writing, mm-hmm. the way that they, like, I mean, like, I didn't even know it was a, a comic book until like I, you know, saw the trailer for it, which I, I saw the show before I saw the trailer yeah. and then the trailer was like, oh, this was a comic book or, or, or a graphic novel actually, because I don't think the graphic novel actually went on for a long time either. Oh. Um, so it was like a one shot book, but they did a really good job. It's about this kid who's like a, a borderline, uh, psych psychopath mm-hmm. uh wants to like he's he's killed a bunch of little animals and wants to graduate to killing humans mm-hmm. um and that's when he runs into this girl who is this adventurous type and she uh is a uh, is basically you know a rebellious teen mm-hmm. you know and and they kind of connect and he's like yeah she's gonna be my first victim and like the stuff that ensues oh, what ensues after that though is like it's just pure gold and it's it's charming and it's um it's relatable it's believable everything about this show clicked on it clicked on all cylinders man it's it was beautiful absolutely beautiful so i can't recommend it more hopefully you guys watch it so that we can talk about it it's only 20 minute episodes there's only eight of them okay so so you could literally blow through it check that shit out word but um but yeah that's it that's all i got right now how about you guys um, what have I been into? Right, I don't know what I've been into lately. I just watched Viceland, Jesus and Nero. That's my life. That's it. That's, oh, that's that's my <laughs> that's jam. It. That's it. I mean, today was a day off for me, and I literally like caught up on Lucifer. I watched like six episodes, so I was a fat ass today, man. Like I did nothing, which was great because <laughs> I needed that mental break. But I'll tell you, man. Like it was. Uh, I just. I just love that show. I really do. You know what I mean? I was I started getting into it, like looking up all the different actors and like yeah, how Lucifer's so good, dude. So, <laughs> like, I'm so glad that that didn't get canceled by the million moms against Satan or whatever the fuck that was. Remember that episode we did? <laughs> yeah, we did an episode when Lucifer's came out. There was yeah. like a mom club that got together, got together, and they yes. wanted it shut down because it was like. They were painting the devil as like uh, a nice guy, and it was just yeah. like it was <laughs> completely legit. Ridiculous. This legit happened. No. I don't, yeah. But I will tell. I will say this: <laughs> two interesting things I found out about Lucifer uh, today. First okay. of all, Tom Ellis, who plays Lucifer, mm-hmm. if you listen to him in interviews, he sounds just like Lucifer. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> but I mean, like, he's 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 obviously British, but I mean, like, he's not as snarky. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like pronounce things as like, you know, and like in, when you say something in like a British accent, they, they really like hang on the ING. Yeah. He doesn't like go that far to be that like, oh, hello, like British, but he, <laughs> oh, hello. He, he's, he's very, <laughs> well, like Lucifer is very like proper and he's very like, you know, he kind of, he's like, all right, detective. And he gets like very like snarky. He's, he's different from that, but very close to his character, which I thought was cool. Um, but I guess like he's a big nerd, you know, like, and he hangs out a lot with, um, uh, the girl who works in forensics. I just, her name just escaped me, but, um, she's the, um, the Hispanic, the, uh, the Asian girl. I forgot her name. Um, Were you going to say Hispanic and then you said Asian? No, I, I totally got confused <laughs> for a second. What is her name? She, she is uh, Hispanic. 
Okay, her name's Amy Garcia. Um, she plays Ella Lopez. So, um, one of the one of the interesting things um, is uh, is that she was also uh, Batista's on daughter in Dexter, and mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. Huh? Um, and it, I didn't. I was so excited when she got on the show, man. Yeah, I, she's one of my favorites from Dexter, man. She's she's great, man. I knew I recognized her from some from somewhere, but today it just kind of dawned on me. Also. So the girl who actually plays um, Chloe Decker, uh, mm-hmm. her name's Lauren, Laura German. Do you yeah. know what she was in that I completely forgot about? No. She was the chick that like bought her way out in the second hostel. Remember, she was oh, like, I'm yeah. a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to buy my way out. I was like, oh, shit. And I went back and I looked for her in hostel too. Mm-hmm. That was her. She had black hair. She was younger, but I was like, holy shit, that's the girl from Hostel 2. Like, nice. I never, because I was always like, what has this girl done? I felt like she came out of nowhere, but she's actually done a ton of shit. Um, I, I never watched Hostel 2. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, because I love end. garbage shit. Yeah, so it, was, garbage. it was bad. I mean, <laughs> and, I, can, and I was telling, uh, I was telling uh, my friends the other night, it's, it's one of those moments that I will always remember, because I saw it in the Providence Place Theater, and it was like a 10 o'clock show. And mm-hmm. like when she basically like says she has all this money, some dude in the back of the theater just went balling. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason that just like stuck in my head, that one scene. Ballin'. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, it was cool that she was, uh, she was, has been in that. Cause I never would have known that unless I looked it up. So, um, yeah, Dexter has been my, not Dexter, uh, Lucifer has been my show, uh, for the past couple of days. But as soon as I finish that, I'll be hopping on some of the stuff that you've been talking about because i'll i'm just trying to get the stuff that i've been watching out of the way so i can get through it oh yeah yeah because then i just have like seven shows in limbo you know i need to finish them (laughs) so yeah that's all i got yeah i got to get on the season four of black mirror too that's like yes that's another thing i need Mm -hmm. to watch i'm too anxious to watch that i that's like something i get asked daily like you You go into work you go anywhere did you watch black mirror did you oh you have you seen black mirror and i'm like nah the way my life is set up i'll have to like sit somewhere in like a (laughs) with like the lights all turned on and just like Think about life and be like, why am I here? That movie, that that show messes with your head. Yeah, I'm not into it. They 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 basically hold you at gunpoint, man. They're like, you need to watch this. I'm like, nah, y'all not gonna get me today. No, I'm not gonna watch it. Watch this shit. (laughs) I'll watch it when I get to it. You know. So, (laughs) but yeah, not trying to die. But yeah, and and they love like not like not spoiling things in the most guilt-inducing way. Okay. I don't want to ruin it, but like it's been out for like three weeks. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well then don't ruin it. Yeah. Like just don't talk about it. Don't, <laughs> like, don't talk about, about it at all. Or like, shh, 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 shh. Cooley hasn't seen it. <laughs> That's the, when people are like, oh, don't say spoilers in front of me. Like, just be cool about it. Be like, yo, I haven't seen it. I'm going to leave the room because I'm at fault here. I hate when people are like, don't say it. Yeah, I don't, whatever. <laughs> I do what I want. Yeah, I'm grown. Word. I'm grown. So we'll be back in a minute, guys. Supply and demand investing, where not all investments are created equal. Yo, Tony, what's up? Hey, what's going on, dude? Yo, man, want to play a game of Would You Rather? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, well, Would You Rather, over the last three years, have invested in Bank of America with an annual dividend payout of 1.77%, or... Would you rather have invested in Citizens Bank with an annual dividend payout of 1.76%? 
Uh, I don't know, man. I'm going to have to think about it. But you know what? To see the results of what we came up with, or if you have two stocks you'd like to see compared, go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. Supply and demand investing is here to offer guidance when it comes to investing. Whether you want to invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or exchange-traded funds, supply and demand investing is here to help. And unlike the buy and hold method of investing of the past, supply and demand investing is comparative to any good sports team. There are good times to play offense by investing your hard-earned money in things like the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, real estate, or international equity. And there are times to play defense by investing in fixed income, higher dividend paying assets like bonds, CDs, or cash. So check out supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. And we're back, suckers. Hey. Hi. <laughs> I didn't expect you to say suckers. Hello to you. <laughs> Such a 90s word. Um, <laughs> what's up, sucker? <laughs> so, uh, oh, my God. So, yeah, man, like, uh, there's been some trailers that have been dropping uh, pretty pretty uh, rapid fire lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're amping up their promotions for Black Panther, mm-hmm. and Black Panther looks so fucking dope. It does. It looks really good, man. Uh Every trailer they drop, it's just like you get to see more and more of the film, mm-hmm. which is getting me more excited because at first I was like, oh, cool. It's a planet with like a lot of technology and like that's all I know about Black Panther. He's but like a legit. superhero. But it's yeah. legit oh, yeah. Earth. But it's, yeah. It's, yeah. So I'm, um, but yeah, so I, but it's just it's like this hidden planet that no one knows about. So or hidden uh, place. So I, um, I'm excited to see. I'm actually really excited to see what Michael B. Jordan does with this. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Because he oh, just yeah. looks very different from anything that I've seen him in thus far. Like he's been right. all kind of like these, like he was in, you know, Fantastic Four, which did really bad. And then he kind of had like his, uh, his second chance when he did uh, Creed and that did really well. And this is like a complete different uh, realm from Creed. You know, he's playing like this character that is a villain that, he put on 20 more pounds of muscle for, um, and I was reading some stuff about uh, Michael B. Jordan in this film, and he said that like to get into this character, um, he he said he didn't want to get into too much detail, but he went into some really dark places to actually like get into the mindset of this character. Mm-hmm. So that alone is actually really making me interested as to what he actually does in this film, because mm-hmm. there's nothing really revealing in the trailer. He's just this villain that's there, yeah. but you don't get to see like how violent he gets or to what lengths he goes to show like his evil side so i'm i'm interested to see like where these where this this role took him as an actor and what he did with his character yeah he looks like the missing member from the black eyed peas <laughs> yeah like, he does. He's just he like, does, <laughs> that's messed up <laughs> like, I'm, like i'm waiting for him to start break dancing or, or <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Let's get retarded. <laughs> Let's I get forgot retarded. that was a lyric. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that was the original. Yeah. Yep. Get retarded. It's not get, get retarded. Started, yep. Now it's Let's get it started. Yeah. No, you're so, right. I always thought that was funny. I honestly Damn. think the original lyric was better, but they a lot of people got offended by it. I just took it for being funny, but mm. apparently I'm the only one that thinks it's funny. Uh, pretty funny. <laughs> She's pretty like, funny. yeah, sure, whatever. But I mean, yeah. So I'm excited to see what he does with the role. Yeah, you know? I, I think uh, for me, I'm. I'm just 
like watching the trailers now because like they've shown a lot more of the the character of Black Panther like just mm-hmm. like you know like just his uh like what he how he moves like you know like some of the things that he's gonna do like his his uh voice like the way that he's the way that he talks like we saw a lot of that in Civil War but it's I think it's cool what um the the director's doing with the character in this like mm-hmm. it just seems like it's it's family oriented mm-hmm. and not family oriented like like you know a family movie because obviously it's a Marvel movie it's going to be a family movie I mean it's it it's centered on his family mm-hmm. right you know what I mean it looks like it's going to involve like you know his sister his mom like all that shit. like we're going to see all of that and like how he interacts with them and it looks like they just have a cool relationship that like they're going to allow to they're going to allow the audience to see you know you said ties to civil war i mean like we're probably going to see bucky in this i mean why wouldn't uh, we i would love that cuz that's where they hit him i mean like why wouldn't they right. that was kind of like the teaser for black panther but remember he so, went into cryo like or whatever but i also feel like there's going to be a scene where we might not actually see him active but they might be in their world and walk by and see him in cryo yeah like they i think they'd have to they at least love do that. easter eggs like yeah that that's definitely going to be a thing mm-hmm. I, I, mean? I got a strong feeling that that's going to be like a um a uh an end credit scene or something like that. His Probably little, his little like arm is hanging up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I always whenever I see the the uh, the Black Panther TV spots, I always think of Jim Rock. He, we were in uh, we were watching this on TV once. I think it was like the first trailer when we him Don and I were watching football, and the trailer came on. He goes. I don't get it. He's like, so it's like this hidden place. Yeah. He's like, where all around them, people are probably dying of AIDS and they could probably fix it, but they're like, nope, gonna stay hidden. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they have all this wealth and technology that can save lives and they just choose to not do it. Yeah, and it, I understand their reasoning, but it's just when you break it down like that, that's reality. It like, yeah. it's, it's exactly what's happening. But it it's self-preservation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like if they, if anything gets out, yeah. it, they'll be exploited. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They don't want that. Nope. So yeah. it's kind of like um, why the government hasn't said that there's actual aliens. Boom. I know you don't believe it's in them. Kind of like why the government says that doesn't say that there's an actual cure for AIDS. Yeah, and there is. I think there is. Well, yeah. Whatever. So that's a whole nother. That's a this what is that a deep conspiracy fuck. theory podcast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We definitely. should do that. Oh God, dude, I have so many. Yo, can we do that? You want to do that? Are you into that? Conspiracy theories, Ren? <laughs> but it, it would go so off the rails. I oh, would need to would, get though. drunk for it because y'all would say some wild shit that I don't agree with. And I would just sit there and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know who we need to get on that podcast if we do it, though? Who? Um, we need to get Penny on here, man, because she oh, yeah. is she's deep into that. I never would have known. But like, we'll talk about the black Illuminati. Yeah, we'll definitely you know do saying? that. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk don't... about like how we never actually landed on the moon. No, you guys need to take the show on the road then and just go to everyone in Kennedy Plaza. <laughs> One time I was tuning oh, I was such a good tuning idea. my ukulele. Like go to Kennedy Plaza? Live, live <laughs> footage. Like, like man on the street like with conspiracy theories. I was that, tuning oh, my you ukulele. Are, you are coming with us when we do that. Ripta. Like at, at Kennedy Plaza and this dude was like, oh, you got a ukulele. Somehow transitioned that into there's a glass dome around the earth. They don't want to let you know that. 
It is a glass dome. That's why we can't really enter space and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you ever seen a spaceship? You know how they exploded? It's because they, that's the real footage. Spaceships really explode when they hit the glass dome. And Have I'm you like. Ever, so you watched <laughs> Under the Doom or Under the Dome or the Truman Show. Yo, yeah. If there was a glass dome around the, the world like that. Why would they pick the, the material of glass? Yeah. Like, that I'm is like, like yo, the that was shit. smash. Like, mm. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, nah. <laughs> but this is why we get to save this. Yeah. <laughs> it's Black alien Panther. glass. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's save that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, totally, man. We got to do that. Um, but yeah, Black Panther. I mean, like, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I I can't wait. What's what's what are you looking forward to the most out, out of the you know what you've seen so far? A, just a quality movie. Um, mm. I've just been used to being bummed out by movies. Marvel's always pretty much come through. I mean, there were like a bunch of wonky ass Spider-Man movies where they were like, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Now, I think, yeah, we'll stick with Tom Holland. He's the perfect, like, Mm -hmm. Peter Parker. And I'm like, cool, but like, what happened to all the rest of them in like a really small time frame? There were so many Spider-Man movies. But they weren't weren't Marvel, though. Yeah, they weren't Marvel, but it's still Marvel Marvel licensing. Yeah, yeah. So it was like trash, 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 trash. Like this trash. is a completely different like universe. You know what I mean? And I and I, yeah. I agree that I agree that hey, what happened to them? But I also feel like this is the best iteration that we've gotten for Spider Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the other ones were like cool because they we got a Spider Man movie, but they right. weren't they weren't great. Right. This I thought this one was actually a great movie. It was, um, yeah, and I love Tom Holland. I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was super awesome that they mixed it up and put like Zendaya in there instead yeah. of just another generic. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and people hated that, and it pissed them off. And I, I thought that was it. super great because that's you know the way things are now. Like it's not like oh we need to have a super white couple. It's like no, we have to have everyone represented because our audience is everyone. It's we're all a melting pot. Right. So. I thought that was super cool. I love that it pissed off white people. That was great. Um, but yeah, I'm just, just I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for a movie where like young, like black kids are going to go and have representation and have people right. that they're going to look up to. Like some shit that I loved was um, the kid who got hit by the car and um, Miles Morales, one of the writers for the comics, sent him a bunch of comics because he's like, oh, I'm glad I didn't die. It's because I'm Spider-Man. I was like, that's some cute shit. He has representation. He has somebody to look yeah. up to. Yep. And that's what I'm excited about this for. Because that's dope. I always see, it's always, when you think comic book dude, it's always generic sloppy white dude. You don't think about like all the people that comics have really alienated. Mm-hmm. And now there's finally like platforms for people. Right. People are represented. And even if the comics aren't great, like um, America, I wasn't super into it, but some young Hispanic girl's going to have a platform. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Yeah. And I thought, like, I wasn't into the story right. in, in America, but I thought, like, the way that they wrote the character was pretty freaking amazing. Like, they oh, did absolutely. a really good job with her. Um, but yeah, like, the story was, like, weird. It was just. You have to be into weird shit like that, like to yeah. like the story, because I can't, I couldn't even tell you if the story was good or bad. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but one thing that I think a lot of people are forgetting about this movie, the Black Panther movie, is mm-hmm. that this is by Ryan Coogler. This is this is the dude that that directed Creed, right? 
which I don't know if you've seen Creed, but you saw Creed. It's, Creed was it's awesome. amazing. That movie was fantastic. And and he also uh, did Fruitvale Station. Oh, no kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, dude is, the dude is on point. And he's he's a black director. He's an up-and-coming director. I want I say up-and-coming, but I think he made it already. I think yeah. he's already there. Um, he made me cry in Creed when they had Rocky pull the chair out of the tree and he's like sitting at Adrian's grave with uh-huh. the newspaper. I was like, ugh. <laughs> 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 um, and it's part of the reason why uh, we got, what's his name in this movie? Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, that's why you're here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's why we got him in here because like he's worked with this character with this guy before. Plus, and, he's just a great actor. Yeah, he can. I think Michael B. Jordan could basically play anything. Um, he looks like a super nice guy, but he could be like a dick, and I'm ready to see him as a villain. Yeah, and then you've got uh, Kendrick Lamar doing the soundtrack for this movie. Yeah, they have the Spotify playlist that dropped a little bit ago. If you guys want to listen, it's amazing. Yeah, like the whole like the whole soundtrack is is produced, and I don't know if it's all performed by him, but I know it's all produced there, by him at least. There's a couple songs. Um, he has one with SZA out, and I think there's another song right now. Yeah, but didn't they use Kanye in the trailer? Oh yeah, yeah. Kanye yeah, was yeah. in the trailer. I yeah, no, right, yeah, they, yeah. But they, I know the soundtrack to the film. But Kanye was in the trailer. They okay. used "Run the Jewels" in the first trailer yeah. as well. Yeah. And okay, so, yeah. so I All mean, right. like, it's been a, um, like, I mean, th- those were the trailers. But I think, like, they actually, I think they just revealed that he, that K. Dot Lamar was going to be doing the uh, soundtrack. The soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Got so, you. so, you know, props to him. I mean, I, I love this kid. I mean, he's one of the only like new era MCs that I actually can say is an MC. Right. Um and and mean it. So yeah, I'm I'm excited because I'm definitely looking forward to hearing what, what he does with this. Uh but yeah, there's another trailer that dropped uh recently and I got I got kinda excited about it and sent a, a link to Tony uh because you know we're we're horror movie fans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like he was like, yeah, I saw this already, and I don't know why I didn't think he didn't see it already. <laughs> but um, it's called uh, Winchester, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a movie that's coming out. And I had gone to, uh, you know, uh, Cali for, you know, a work thing, and um, I was there for like three weeks, and the Winchester house was one of the things that, you know, was, was mentioned as something that I should do. And I, mm-hmm. never, I never got around to it because I heard it was like boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've been to the house or i haven't you... been to the house i just know a lot about it it's i it's something yeah. that i wanted to visit when i was there but i just never got around to it i went to the mirror woods instead which was awesome yeah that's what i did i went to mirror yeah. woods i had to go i had yeah. to go to endor man yeah it was cool man <laughs> you put your you put your like um what my, is it? my little wicket stuffed yeah. animal yeah oh yeah put, place them in different places oh is my point. yeah so um, took pic- took pictures of it. it w- he w- I-, I had to bring Wicket home. Yeah, dude, it was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. That was one of the highlights of my trip. Uh, but but yeah, so like this movie looks like it's gonna be. I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it's gonna be scary or just. It's just supposed cool to be a horror movie. No, it's definitely it's supposed, supposed to be, to be scary. spooky as shit. Yeah. Like remember Thirteen Ghosts? I'm assuming it's gonna be. Yo, Thirteen in like Ghosts a, was a vein of awesome. that. It's probably going to be also like it, they're trying to they're trying to bring a lot of movies to be like Insidious scary, like the the new Insidious like, like trailer. James Wan style. Should we looks, inform the listeners about the Winchester House? That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean the the reason why this is actually going to be a spooky movie is because of what it's based on. So Some real weird shit. Yeah, I mean, so Sarah Winchester is basically um, this woman who. 
um, her family uh, created or her husband created like the Winchester rifle, right? Which was responsible for millions of deaths because mm-hmm. it was an extremely powerful gun and it was used in the Civil War. So um, basically there were a lot of deaths in, in her family. Her, 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 uh, the child that they had died at a very early age from a very rare disease where she just kind of wasted away. Um, so they lost their, their child and then her husband died um, years later of tuberculosis. So when he died, she was left like a, a 20 like million dollar inheritance and um, grieving the, the, the deaths and the loss of her, her infant daughter and her husband. She went to a at the time she was in New Haven. Um, she went to a Boston medium and this medium was apparently channeling her husband and her husband was telling her that she needed to move west um, build a mansion to basically appease the souls of all the ghosts that have been killed by the Winchester rifle. So what she did is she went west. She bought like a farmhouse at a very cheap rate and started building this house. But the interesting thing about the Winchester house is that it's unlike any house that you've ever been into before. It's like a maze, right? So things are built very strangely. This house was was this house was actually being built for years. Like she hired carpenters that that was their job yeah. for their entire lives they were working on the house for 30 years she was afraid like, the ghosts were chasing her so she would build stairs to nowhere doors that opened onto walls like it just kept going on and on and on it's like a corn maze of a house because she was terrified these ghosts were like chasing her yeah and- but you also it's like it's like designed for a house for spirits basically yeah. so i mean like it started the Construction started in 1884 and then it stopped when she died in 1922. That's wild. So, I mean, the house was actually seven stories, but then there was an earthquake in 1906 and that actually now it's only four stories uh, Mm. because part of it actually fell and they were able to save some of it. But if you, they just reopened it for tours in uh, this past year in 2017 where you can go in and you can actually walk through and see some rooms that were never open to the public before. But it's like, yeah, like Ren was saying, you, you open a door and there's a staircase that goes into a ceiling. So you can't go anywhere. There's also like you'll open a door and it's a brick wall. You'll if you were going to um, walk to like a balcony where you would actually look over and see down to the first floor, you just see two doors that would open this way. Like the doors would have to be open for you to walk. It's, it's like doors that should be faced like this are right there where you would expect to see look down and see the first floor. You see these two doors. So so they were building this house with all these weird blueprints that make no sense. But it was they were getting paid to do it and it's what she wanted. So mm-hmm. it's this weird house that's built to appease the spirits of all the people getting killed by the rifle. So this is what this movie is based on. And apparently all the ghosts are like haunting her in this Spooky house. Spooky shit. So she's building this house mm-hmm. and the ghosts are haunting her. So instead of like moving out of the house, she has them build stairways to nothing. I So I don't. From what I've read, that's a different from what you said was different one than what I read. I, I've always been under the impression that she built the house as a, in, in a way that they would actually like 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 ghosts can pretty much do whatever they want or, or, and go in strange ways that we wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So it was built in a, in a unique way for that reason. I wasn't under the impression that they were chasing her. Hmm. I thought she was building it to kind of like keep them at bay to, uh, to please them, 
you know, like this is your house, so it's not going to be designed normally, hmm. I guess. That's what I heard. I don't know, but yours was a oh. different take on it. That's in the movie, it's definitely like... Yeah, they're chasing her. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and it's like 13 nails on the doors to keep yeah. the ghosts trapped in. Right. And then they just show like one scene where it's like, all the nails on all the doors come out at one time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, I think it's like Helen Mirren is actually playing uh, Winchester. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm... I'm psyched to see her in this role because I love her and everything. She's so good. She's she, so uh, good. she actually just released a, uh, a masterclass on acting, um, which was really cool. The trailer for that is out, but I mean, she's just a really, she's a very talented actress. And I, the fact that she's in like a horror movie role is something out of her spectrum that I wouldn't expect to see her in. Right. So when I saw her in this trailer, I was like, all right, well this movie has got some balls behind it, mm. you know? So that's why I'm excited to see it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely down to see it. I want to see I want to see this shit. Uh, I asked Jim Rock if he would go, and he was like, "Nope." So you know so, it's gonna be spooky. Yeah, definitely. Spooky shit. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned <laughs> Thirteen Ghosts. Uh, Such a good movie. I don't know if you guys knew this, but the 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 ghosts in that movie were actually designed by Todd McFarlane. I heard uh, about that. That yeah. makes sense because yeah, that's some Spawn yeah, type that was shit. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like how the what is it like the Juggernaut is like. At every like uh, you know Halloween haunted house yeah. asylum, walking around with like the cage around his head, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, that was such like an iconic character. That, oh, yeah. yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, that was awesome. Good shit. Well, and I uh, actually got to talk to Shannon Elizabeth about it at Comic Con. I was oh like, yeah, gosh. Thirteen Ghosts. She was like, I love that movie. I'm like, well, yeah, you were in it. So <laughs> she was like, that was so much fun. Yeah, good shit. Well, I, I am definitely pumped to see it. So. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Just to just to kind of give you guys one other thing, just to uh, tell you how crazy this house is. Um, so technically, this there are. I'm just gonna go through it quickly. There are roughly 161 rooms, 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms. One was completed, the other one was unfinished. 47 fireplaces, 10,000 panes of glass, 17 chimneys, two basements, three elevators. And the property is roughly about 162 acres. Oh so my God. just think about like, why do you need three basements? Like, <laughs> it's, there's usually only one. If you want to read a story about it too, Dark Horse released a comic, I think in 2016, called House of Penance about the house. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. Word. Word. So yeah, we'll be back. We're going to talk about who we would cast for Disney's X-Men. Word. Uh. It's your boy, Young Joe Blaze, and I'm smoking all that haze. When it comes to cooking, crack my grades are all straight A's. Take one puff of bleachy crack, now you live for days. Hide that crack rock in my beard, crack rock in my beard. I don't smoke it, ain't no joking, man, this crack is hella potent. Young Jablaze in the trap, cooking crack next to some rodents. Yeah, this crack is mad corrosive, turn your brain into explosive. Keep that baggy in my socks, gotta keep that shit on notice. No squirt on the beat, and I'm sipping on some bleach. Got a girl with a rump, looking like a Georgia peach. Yeah, rump is super peachy, freshly picked the And we're back. Yo. Disney bought Fox. Yep. We know that that means a lot of things to a lot of different people, but to us comic book fans and us uh, Marvel movie heads, uh, what it really means is that Marvel's going to get back a lot of the shit that they lost or haven't had for for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the movie rights to 
their mutant franchise, the X-Men. They're going to get back their uh, their movie rights to the Fantastic Four uh, and the different villains that go along with those things. Uh, mm-hmm. But today, we're going to talk about X-Men. Woo! And what we think Disney's going to do with it, what we want to see, and who we'd like to play the characters that we love so much. Okay. Um, so we're going to start with you, Ren. What do you think... Uh, they should do with this and like you know where should where should they start what's what's the uh what's the best way to introduce the x-men to this world uh it's disney so uh it's disney so they're probably gonna like make everybody super young and there's gonna be like a bunch of new fresh faces and i like i'm not worried about what you think they're probably gonna do i want to know what you think they should do what if it was your Ball of wax. I want like. How would you mold it? I want like the baseline X Men to be older because you never see that shit. Like old man Logan's great. I want everyone to be older. I like we've grown like old. Not like old old, but like people who should be like forty right now should be forty. I don't know. I have like you just want them to like just show up. Like hey, we're the X Men. We've been this way forever. No, I don't know if they should just show up, but like. Where you guys been? Oh, I was at the bar. Yeah, we've already seen these. <laughs> we've already seen these same characters like a million times over. There's been like right. a bunch of different casting. I'm saying, take the baseline characters that everybody knows, have them there, have them be older. Maybe introduce some new characters or, or some new to people unfamiliar with the X Men universe. Like who? I don't know. I have my like baseline characters. I haven't even thought about this at all because your notes are just like, "Who's your dream casting?" It wasn't like, "What do you want them to do?" So I'm not even into that. I know. I just I just wanted <laughs> I wanted to put you on the spot and just see what you thought. I'm Brainstorm. Talking, I'm talking <laughs> Professor X's Timothy Dalton. Oh shit! If you're unfamiliar with him, yo, who's unfamiliar with him? Get out. <laughs> I love him. He's old as shit. I would still jump his bones. Yo, Timothy Dalton as Professor X, that is some that's some good shit. That's some good shit, right? Some James Bond shit. Yo, I am I am actually feeling that's that's yeah. your boy. That's your, that's your boy from fucking Flash Gordon, man. That's my boy. And mm-hmm. he was in Penny Dreadful too. He was yeah. real good in Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 you ready for this list? Yeah. All right. I'ma hit you. I, I liked James Marsden now, I saw as Cyclops. Y- I saw your list. Okay. Like briefly. Mm-hmm. But you li- you legit tried to go through like every name I listed. I was just trying to say like, you know, pick a few. But No, I wanted you, to like, get it down. Yeah, do it. Do it up. Uh, I want to hear all of them. My, go. my Wolverine, Jason Momoa. I know he's already Aquaman, but like he he's like a... He's, got the, he's got the look for it. That's he's, what it is. He's definitely he's got, got the look for he's it. He's got the look for it. And I think he could be gruff AF. Um but like he's got the look for it. He's got the look for it. Realistically, like, though, like yeah. wouldn't happen because he's already Aquaman. No. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I, I don't. I don't like him as Aquaman for the same reason why I wouldn't like him as Logan. Is uh, he's not? I don't know. He's not. He's not Canadian white boy, man. Like I, I don't know if a lot of people would actually say that Hugh Jackman was going to be a good Wolverine in the first no. one because he's got no muscle on him and no, then he got all jacked him. out. Well, yeah, yeah Jack. Jacked has nothing to do with it. Your boy's jacked. I'm talking like, you know, Momoa's jacked. Like, you don't have to get more jacked than that. But I'm, mm-hmm. but but I'm, I'm saying, saying, I'm not physically. And like, leave Shriver, more the attitude of Wolverine, but he's already been Sabretooth. Yeah, mm. exactly. And he doesn't really look Loganish. Logan is such like, he's a fictional ass character. There's no one who's like really perfect for him yeah. in my mind. So I went visually what was more pleasing. Like, Gambit. There's, 
he I was so attracted to Gambit when I was a child. I grew up, I was like, oh my God, who is this Creole gentleman? Um, but <laughs> I have now you guys know I don't like him because we talked about Punisher, but I have John Bernthal as my Gambit. He's got the look, mm. and I feel like he could do the drawl. Um, I like him a lot. Angela Bassett as my storm. Nice. If you had to go younger, Rihanna. Cause she's got she's got like the I'm super sweet, but she's also sassy AF. Um, who else is on here? Uh, if you guys are unfamiliar with uh, what was that horrible? I didn't like it. Teen Wolf. There, oh, yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. the sassy friend uh, Styles. I'd like him for Iceman. Okay. I like him, Dylan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colossus, wrong country, but Dolph Lundgren. I like him. <laughs> I think, yeah, I could see that. I think that would be interesting. Um, who else is on my list? Do do do. I also have Jessica Chastain as Jean Grey. She, you know, she's got the. I can see that. She's got yeah. the the ginger thing. But if you've seen Twin Peaks, she can be a real big old bitch. Yeah, so yeah. she'd be great for Phoenix. Twin Peaks or Crimson Peak? Crimson Peak. My bad. Well, Jessica Peak. Chastain was an asshole too, and freaking the help. If you mm-hmm. ever saw that movie, mm-hmm. so she can definitely play dark. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So I like that. And uh, who else? Uh, on my list, I have uh, Halle Berry's ex-husband, Gabriel Aubrey, as Angel. Because he's just like a generic good-looking white dude. Right. He would okay. be a beautiful angel. Um, and then I put I put like a little JK one at the end. And I put for Rogue Me, because I have the hair. Uh-huh. Yep. Word. That's, that's my list. What do you got, Cooley? Oh, you want to know what I got? I want to yeah. know your I whole really, list. My whole list is literally, I literally picked one, two, three, four, five, six. I picked six people. That's good. All right. So so my first one would be Wolverine, and I went in a completely different direction. I went with a Brit. Uh, what did you put, Rich- Tom Hardy? No, Richard Armitage. Um, oh, shit. He's the dude that played in The Hobbit. He was um, he was like the main dwarf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the wooden arm? Is that guy? No, no, no. He was like the king like of the dwarves or whatever. I can't remember his name in the movie. <sighs> uh, I got to look it up. But anyway, Richard Armitage uh, is... Just I, I thought like his his voice in that in that movie and the way that he the way that he was when he was like, you know, like raging oh, out. Damn, he's good looking as hell. Uh, I think I think he would be a a badass Wolverine. Damn, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. This photo I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, he has a little bit of that uh, that Hugh Jackman look. He does. Like, I mean, like, I don't think he'd be a, a huge departure from Hugh Jackman, except the, for the way that he acts. Like, he has a different acting style and a different Hugh voice. Jackman in that photo. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think I think that might be a reason why I also thought that he was, uh, you know, a, good, a good choice. Yeah, a good fit. Just because Hugh Jackman, to me, is Wolverine. We uh, grew up with him yeah. doing that, yeah. Um, then for Cyclops, I, I actually took one of your peeps uh dylan o'brien was my my choice for cyclops because like he's if you look at him like as a as a build he has that tall like like slender build but Mm -hmm. he's like also he also has some muscle on his frame so it's like it's weird and like that's cyclops's nickname is slim yeah they call him slim he's just got that all-american look to him too and yeah and he's not like cyclops's character if you look at him in the comics he's not Mm -hmm. like this like muscle bound like huge dude like he's just a tall skinny dude that has some muscle on his frame and dylan o'brien has the action chops to do uh that role so i i really think that he i think he'd rock that um now does anybody know who uh asa butterfield is no Mm -hmm. i'm unfamiliar um 
there was a movie and I can't remember the name of the movie and it's killing me. Uh, but it was Orson Scott Card's uh, book that got translated to a film, uh, and he played in it. He was the uh, oh Ender's Game was the name of it. Oh, I'm looking at him right now. And he played in Ender's Game. Uh, yeah, I know who this is. Very young, look, young looking kid, and I think that he would be awesome as Iceman, like just as a you know the youngest of the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, so like to and he has that like he can be that playful character. Um, He's got that look about him that looks innocent, yet he can still fuck somebody up because I watched him in Ender's and Game. And this is and for Iceman? Yeah. yeah. And he's got like those scary, chilly blue eyes that would right. fit really well. Yeah, and he's got pale skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and it, like, you know, you just, he looks like he would be, you know, somebody like Bobby Drake. You could Drake. make him goofy enough. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Amanda Stenberg. For who? Um, Storm. Oh, okay. Good pick. Yeah. Uh, she was from, uh, I think her, I think the biggest role that she's been in actually is like Hunger Games, mm-hmm. um, where she was like, I can't remember the name of the character, but she was like one of the, one of, um, one Kate, of the tributes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like the, one of the main ones. Like she used to, she hung out with, uh, what's her name? Katniss. Katniss. Katniss saved her. Um, yeah, so Katniss saved her, and like she was young at the time, but now she's like actually old enough to right. to take on some adult roles, and I think that she would, and she's been rallying for Hollywood to like actually be uh, more inclusive mm-hmm. uh, and have better roles for for uh, you know women of color. Sure. Um, so I think she'd I think she'd rock this. I mean, she's obviously been in an action film, so she can handle that, and she did a damn good job in that movie. I, I watched the movie. Just what well, I'm not a huge like Hunger Games fan. I didn't watch any of the other ones, but mm-hmm. she did a good job in the movie, so I think she'd be good as Storm. Uh, nice. Peyton List. Uh, you got to look her up. Okay. Um, Peyton List, uh, I think, would be a great rogue. Uh, and Elle Fanning, who is Dakota Fanning's little sister, mm-hmm. um, I think would be great as Magic. Oh, Ilyana Rasputin, hmm. uh, mm. Colossus's sister, hmm. and that's my list. Yeah, Peyton List. I'm like looking at her in general, and I've never seen a more like ditzy looking human being in my entire life. I think Rogue is a very ditzy human being, though. You think so? I guess. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like she's. <sighs> She's got this confidence about her, like a scared confidence. I don't know. Well, I mean, here's my list. This is what I got. Yeah, what you um, got? So um, I only picked a couple, but mm-hmm. uh, Beast, I right away thought of Benicio Del Toro. Oh. Um, which I think he could just kill just because of the way he looks right mm-hmm. away. <laughs> I mean, like he's just got or like Javier that. Javier Bardem. I thought, well, Javier Bardem as somebody oddly I thought about, but then for some reason I just like, I, I don't know why. I, did, I just... I've seen him in so many other things that I couldn't. But it's it's funny that you said that. Um, as who? Uh, as Beast. Beast. But I. Uh, but Benicio del Toro definitely just like right away. He's got like that scruff around his face. That he's got like that animal look to him. So you're immediately um, going older. You're you're. Yeah, I jumped to older because uh, 
I, I don't know why he just is the first person that pops in my head. I mixed All it right. up. Age is relative. I'm not going to pick someone just because they're older. I was like, you look and embody this part. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, I have um, I have uh, another guy who could possibly play Beast, but I want to name the other person I thought he could play first. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three people that could play Wolverine. Okay. Um, oddly enough, I did think of Tom Hardy uh, just because I've heard about that and that actually worked for me. Uh, but it wasn't my first choice. Okay. Um, also, guy hasn't done a lot yet, but I feel like he has the look for it. But mm-hmm. if he put on like more muscle, he could possibly do it. Is Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son? He's very hot. Well, he looks a lot like Clint Eastwood. Um, but like, like when young he was younger. Clint East, yeah. Um, but I, he hasn't done a lot. But he's actually in. Um, uh, he's going to be or is in the Suicide Squad movie, um, but. I, I don't know why. I just feel like I if he put more muscle on and really like him. He's got the brooding look. That, he does. He yeah. just has like that clean cut, but could also just like he could really pull off Wolverine. The other guy um, is uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his, his last name right. Uh, uh, Joe Magniello, whatever his name is from Magniello, True Blood. Yeah. Who played uh, one of the werewolves. I feel like he could totally pull off Wolverine. He was on a bunch of fantasy yeah. castings. I feel like he's got too sweet a face, so he'd really have to train his face. But the look is there. But if he if he gets like scruffed out, I feel like he could actually really pull off Wolverine. The guy's 6'5", and he's yeah. all muscle. So right away, he could eyes. definitely kill Wolverine. He's a strong-looking dude. Uh, but he's also somebody that I considered for Beast. Yeah, okay. he was basically... Um, that's the guy, yeah. He was basically Wolverine in True in Blood. True Blood. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I thought of him. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That's that's not a that's not a bad call at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Professor X, I right away for some reason thought of me and Becca thought of Hugh and McGregor. Um, I feel like oh. he's been in a lot of stuff, but I feel like he could also pull off like Professor X as like an older guy. He would kill that. Yeah, because yeah, totally. because James McAvoy was like younger Professor X, where I feel like Hugh McGregor has already got like twenty years on him, mm-hmm. and he could pull the the older version of Professor X. And I also thought of um, also a little bit younger Professor X, but Alexander Skarsgård. I feel oh, like could be like a good one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a weird one for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was, I went back and forth on it, but there's something about him that I feel like he could pull off Professor X. It's a more like calming role for him. It's mm-hmm. not as a, as a, I thought about him for Wolverine, but I was like, nah, mm. just didn't work for me. I uh, just like, his maybe f- an angel for me. Okay. I could see Alexander that. Alexander is, Scarsgard. Alexander is, uh, True Blood or True Blood. It? He was in True Blood. True yeah. Blood. All right. Yeah, yeah. So he was Eric, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted him for Thor. I could see Ooh. that, but I don't think anybody can beat. Um, no, nope. Hemsworth. Hemsworth is he just is killing. Thor. Yeah, he's Thor. Man. Hemsworth yeah. owns it now, but yep. but and I mean, at first I was like, I if thought you had to. Yeah. Every time he talks, I'm like, man, you got a deep chest cavity. <laughs> like when he talks, <laughs> I'm like, oh, like he's he's cool, man. Um, Gambit. Uh, you guys are probably gonna think this is weird, but Jamie Bell. Who's that? Jamie Bell. Did you see the movie Jumper? With uh, yeah, the lead guy. No, the other guy, the guy that was like kind of cocky. He was British, and he was like oh. giving him a lot of shit. Jamie Bell's in a, on a show on Broadway right now. But if you look him up mm-hmm. and you see him in Jumper, he's very sarcastic and very um, he cracks a lot of jokes. And for me, um, I'm going by uh, the Gambit that I saw in um, one of the X Men movies. I, I think it was um, I think it was the one that was awful that they. 
they saw Gambit and he was in like a bar, like playing cards or something like that. Was if that you... Wolverine Origins? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going by th- that Gambit, and that's why I thought of Jamie Bell. Uh, if you covered up his big ass ears and you mm-hmm. did the, his whole like contacts and stuff like that, I can totally see it. Yeah. yeah. So if you, but if you have you have you seen Jumper? I have. If you uh, remember like his cadence and Jumper, mm-hmm. that's why I picture him as Gambit. That's if good. you use that same persona. Yeah. Um. So that's the only person I had for Gambit. And that's for, good. For Jean Grey in Rogue, I think this person could play either, is Deborah Ann Wool. Um, she's I'm actually she's uh, Punisher's like love interest. And in, um, she was also in Daredevil, the redhead from True Blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see her as Jean Grey, but I can also see her as Rogue. I don't know. It's just something about her. I feel like she's got like, um, she's got like that, that like sexiness for Jean Grey which is why I kind of thought of her, but then she's, and she's got the red hair, uh-huh. but also she's got a more rogue personality. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But she's got like that laid back kind of confident, like rogue aspect to her where I feel like that could really, but she could she, really rogue like that. a second guessiness. I think that yeah. she has, um, she was Jessica in true blood. Um, the redhead, yeah, the redhead. Yeah. And I feel like it's but a she very, was also in daredevil. She was the mm-hmm. redhead. Yeah. That but, I was, yeah. but in true blood, she's got a very, um, Whatever Rogue was where, uh, what was her name? Ellen Page played Kitty Pride. Oh, not, it not was, Ellen Page. It was, it was, um, no, Ellen Page pay, played Kitty Pride and then Sookie Stackhouse from True Blood played yes, Rogue. Yes. Yep. Which is funny. It's all relating to True Blood. Yeah, that all is of our weird, cast, actually. Super weird. Um, I should just realize that she was in yeah, True Blood too. <laughs> super weird. But her character was like very like, oh yeah, I'm here and I'm like, I don't really know my role. I don't understand my powers. I'm kind of hurting people. She was always like crying when she hurt people. Like that's why I see her for that. Jessica in, in uh, true blood was very much like that. But then she'd have like a sexiness where like, no, I just want to be bad. And then she'd be like, no, everything sucks. Yeah. And I feel like in, um, what's her face? Um, I don't, I can't remember the, the actress is name, but the one that you mentioned from true blood that uh, played rogue, yeah, Anna uh, Paquin. Thank you. Pulled it out of nowhere. Yeah, she um yeah, she just definitely was very like scared of her of herself. Right. Like she tried to be confident, but whenever she got too confident, like her powers were something that she couldn't control and that would actually bring her back and like bring out her insecurities. And I feel like Deborah Ann Wool does that a couple times within Daredevil and Punisher. She gets like way too comfortable and mm-hmm. then gets in a very like compromising situation where she mm-hmm. starts to doubt herself and the insecurity comes out. That's a really good casting. I it didn't really even is. consider her at so all. So I just for some reason she she jumped out. So that's those are the ones that I, I got, but yeah. Word. Sick. Cool. Uh villains. Oh man. Or a villain <sighs> that you think would be I don't even know who my dream Magneto would be. I really I was don't. thinking of somebody for Magneto too and I couldn't really I know. Um God man. I'm trying to think of people that I have played good villains in the past. Um They're just like Michael Fassbender and everything. Oh, so when they so put good. him as Magneto, I was like, I don't even care about accuracy or he's anything. Just so he's good. just so good. He owns anything he does. No, he was great because especially because it was a uh it was supposed to be a younger version of Magneto. And oh, yeah. Yeah. He it was just for me. so good. Yeah, and he's just a great actor. I mean, all around. In general, I just want like want to be his best friend, but I also just want to shag him all the time. Like, he's just, <laughs> just yeah. so interesting. Except in uh, friggin' <laughs> the, the new Alien movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Where he's creepy, David. Yeah. yeah, not interested in that. Yeah, he's a little all. freaky in that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I 
I would have loved to see. He doesn't. He doesn't look like uh, Magneto. Mm-hmm. He'd have. To, he, and this person is dead. Um, so, but if he lost weight, I could. I would love to see. Um, God damn it! Why can't I think of his name now? His Somebody. name is escaping me. Um, Jesus Christ! Um, he died of a heroin overdose. That's so. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like oh. he's a weird. He's not. He's he's a heavier person, but he was a he very scared, celebrated and talented actor. He was, but he blew me away, dude. Mm-hmm. When I saw him as a villain in Mission Impossible. I never saw him as a villain before and he like blew me away. Like there's this one scene in Mission Impossible where he basically like is trying to figure out like like basically Tom Cruise like they kidnap him and he's on the plane mm-hmm. and he's she's like he's like oh do you he's like what's the rabbit foot and he goes he goes what's your name? He's just so calm he's like he's like he's like do you have a girlfriend? He's like do you have a wife? And then he's like he's like what's he's like what's the rabbit's foot? And he's like because I'm going to find out who she is and when I do he's like I'm going to hurt her. He was just like, just the most dark confidence. I had never seen him in anything else like that. And I'm like, this guy is cold. And I feel like as Magneto, he could have that same like confidence where like, he just doesn't give a shit. Right. But you know, he's a, he's a talented actor that dad is no longer with us, but that's somebody that I just, he's probably the one person that really blew me away when I saw him as a villain. He was fantastic. So I don't know. That's out of left field, but I think their casting was pretty spot on as far as like getting Magneto down the right time. Uh, Donald Sutherland has the look, but not the voice. The voice would throw me off too much. uh, As far as like, you know, who'd be good? Like Brian Cranston, Um, Mm, like an older, yeah, Yeah. older Brian Cranston, like. How but it's hard though back. because like it's like I feel like I'd see him with a mask on and just be waiting for him yeah. to be like say my yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know, <laughs> you know, you know who could do it like Gary Oldman because he, yeah. he he's like he's been like so intense where you're like this makes me very uncomfortable. Gordon, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, you uh, see him in True Romance and uh, then in Dracula. I mean, Jesus, oh that's awesome. So you so you would go with Magneto and. Yeah, like as oh, he's just like oh, he gives me the heebie-jeebies when he gets intense, Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. I I would go with uh, I I want to see something different. What do you want to swap it up to? I want to see something different. I I've seen Magneto several times. Ooh, John Malkovich popped up on my list. <laughs> that would be real weird. Mm. Yeah, that would be a weird Magneto. That would be a real weird Magneto. <laughs> I can bend metal. <laughs> 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 what don't you understand? <laughs> oh my god! Or what was the dude who played Lincoln? Uh, he's got three names. Oh god, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Ah, screw that. He's a little too method for me, yeah. bro. <laughs> but I, I was thinking. What were you thinking? I was thinking to go with a character like mr sinister okay who are you oh, thinking okay. and using someone like wentworth miller really wentworth miller who's from that? uh prison break yeah oh all the right. smaller dude the smaller yeah. dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh. good see that huh. he's already got the widow's peak 
<laughs> yeah, he does. That's pretty messed up. <laughs> <laughs> He's he got does. the widow's peak. He does. You don't have to CGI that shit. Yep. That's true. <laughs> Who would you guys cast for Mystique? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Because Jennifer Lawrence was the grossest looking Mystique I've ever seen in my whole entire life. That was such a fail casting. Rebecca Romaine owns that she, she shit. She owned oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I love, yeah, hot, yeah. She was yeah. super hot. <laughs> Sophia Vergara, imagine that. Oh my god, <laughs> that's Mystique, right there, bro. That's my Mystique. You don't cross me, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to no, I, Miami. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm all set with Sophia. Uh, I love Sophia. I love Sophia. Don't I mean, get me fi- wrong. fix her. I mean, she can't have that voice, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But you can't fix that on her. Like that's her. That's like, her. She embodies yeah. that. You mm. can't. You'd have to get someone to dub over it. Yeah. I mean, you could get somebody like I mean, I was gonna say Scarlett Johansson, but she's already. No, nah, you got to get the modern day Rebecca Romaine. And that's yeah. Uh, who is that? That's uh, your girl, man. Uh, fucking Margot Robbie. No, I don't like mm. her at all. No, I love Margot Robbie. Nope. I don't think she has. She doesn't have she, the chops. She doesn't have. Well, she has the body for it, but I don't. I don't know. I. <sighs> she doesn't have the chops. No. Are you kidding me? No, she's very. She's very blah and like everything. And then Suicide mm. Squad, she's just. You no, just no, saw no, her no, in no, no! I was just gonna say I saw her in Itanya. That's not she. Well, Itanya is totally it. different. That's like a new. Yo, Suicide Squad she's... wasn't her fault though, man. They, uh, she didn't design the costume. She didn't. Garbage. Let's not get into that. But like Jim <laughs> said in the last episode, very good point. He's like, it's the what the director wanted. So yeah. I mean, that's what she she ran with what he wanted. But I think I think she does have the chops for it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's um, it's it's all direction because in Itanya she was. There were that entire movie. I actually forgot it was Margot Robbie. Like that's when I forget that it's the actor playing the per, like, mm-hmm. I, and then I'm like, oh shit, wait, that's Margot. Like she killed it, like straight up killed it. She was Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. So I have to. I could say that she could do it. I just feel like I think she would rock it. And Deborah Ann Rule would be fucking great oh, too. Yes, yeah, she would. I think she's so hot. But would you I, cast a saber tooth? <sighs> See, I really liked uh, Leave Shriver. Leave Shriver, He's man. so good. In he that. just killed it, dude. He looks like Sabretooth. He's got like the sideburns and like, and I, I am a big fan of Ray Donovan too. And he's just ruthless oh, yeah. in that. I mean, Ray Donovan is the type of show that you want. Don't watch that show if you're depressed because it'll just make you want to kill yourself. But he's I mean, it's so good and super goon. depressing. But he's good in it, you know. And I feel like he's wait. I I love him in in Ray Donovan. I feel like mm-hmm. it, it's it's wasted. Like he's just so like depressing and his life is going to shit and he just rolls with the punches and he fixes problems. Like I want him to get mm-hmm. out of that show and take on some roles because he's so talented. I he's feel like he's kind of wasting it on this character. Like he's good, but come on, man. Like yeah, finish the show. For for Wolverine though, I mean for uh, Sabretooth, I think uh, Joe Meganello. I was uh, Meganello. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name is. Magniello um, or whatever. I think he would be a better saber tooth than a Wolverine just because he's like so so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Like he's such a tall dude. But you need somebody. But how tall is Wolverine? Is he a short guy? Wolverine's supposed to be short. Because he's old AF. So your boy, your boy Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. like took the role and made it his own. But Hugh Jackman is way taller than what Wolverine is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when when he so. was when he was announced, fans of Wolverine were like, "What?" Mm. <laughs> What this guy? Yeah. Right. And yeah. and, and uh, it was ma- it wasn't because he wasn't jacked. It was because he was just so fucking tall. 
mm-hmm. uh, compared to what Wolverine is. And, and Sabretooth yeah. was naturally a taller yeah. character. Yeah, okay. used to call Wolverine a runt. That, yeah. That, okay. All right, which was right. one of the cool. That was like the coolest. Like, uh, like they then, had the yeah, coolest so, relationship. Well, then in for comics. that reason, then I mean, if he's naturally six five, then I agree. I mean, I could also see him as a saber tooth. Mm. My first, you know, gut instinct was Wolverine. Yeah, I mean, they're the same character. Only one is like bad, and the other one's good. Like, yeah, exactly. They're literally the the Spider Man and Venom. Yeah. Uh, like you know, yeah. One is the other's yeah. nemesis. Yeah, basically. So, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's it. That's all I got. Could you guys see, uh, he's old, but could you see, uh, like as a, as ab- bleh, obviously as an older, um, Magneto, Anthony Hopkins that I looked at that too. He's got like such a little round head though. Like yeah. I see the long drawn out face in the helmet. The Magneto. Yeah. 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 So they and really fe- have to do work. I feel like he, I, and I was curious because I went back and forth on that and I was more leaning towards no, but I thought it was worth mentioning just because, but he's just so the personality is there, but the look, so, yeah. misses it. It, it. Cause I feel like he could really pull it off, but it does come down to like the physical appearance of the character. Yeah. Plus he's yeah. older now. I feel like, He's great in Westworld, though. Yeah, he is. He's just a great actor. Yeah, but I, Magneto, he could voice it, and like mm. the emotions and stuff would come through. But the look, I think, misses the mark for me. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Word. That's it. That's, that's it. She, that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Check back with us next week for all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah, all kinds. <laughs> of shit. <laughs> oh Check God. back with us next week for uh hopefully Jim Rock will be here. He should be. So yeah, but uh but that being said, later. Bye. Peace.